millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan, not actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ, certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? Tom Hiddleston. Chris, Tom Hiddleston. (laughs) Words that strike fear into the hearts of men. Have you seen that advert? Why? Uh, why? Have you seen that advert where he uh, advertises Shintrum? The vitamin, I have not. the vitamin jellies, basically. Um, it's a creepy Chinese kind of gonzo first-person perspective video where Tom Hiddleston is making a woman some breakfast, um, and he makes this horrific. Uh, it, it's basically based around the design of the logo of Centrum, Shintrum, because uh, that's why he says it in the in the advert. Shintrum. It's a, it's a vitamin range, basically, uh, and he makes this horrible plate of food that is. Exactly the same colours as the Centrum logo, but it involves chilies, I think bananas, cucumbers, an egg. It's a state, it really is. Um, but it got me excited about the possibilities of vitamining myself up. So I bought myself some vitamins, Shintrum, and uh, I left them next to my projector um, outlet fan thing. Um, right. And it's melted all of my jelly vitamins. So now oh I just God. have one big blob of jelly vitamin and I'm scared to eat it in case I get too much vitamins or too little I love the way that how how long you're able to drag that story out for and even bring in Tom Hiddleston for a great length of the story <laughs> yeah you got to give it dear a little oh bit of celebrity spice that's all I'm saying I'm fine Chris in response it was my birthday yesterday and I spent it in a man's flat uh, filming something for the video game company IGN uh, and I have terrible cat allergies and the man has two cats so you can imagine how my birthday went on that oh. <laughs> but you live to tell the tale nonetheless yeah I, I mean, I could completely empathise with you. I have a cat allergy as well, which is weird given I've done a cat documentary in the past. Mm. Thought I'd go along with it, thought it'd be quite fun. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I like cats, but I just can't touch them. I just, my hands just like explode. It's quite messy. Just your hands? So That's interesting. <laughs> my hands, my eyes, it's just, it's horrible. It's mm. like the uh, the scene in Indiana Jones when they open the Ark of the Covenant and those German <laughs> soldiers melt basically what my face looks like when I touch a cat. So, we're like um, yes. we're like two proper asthma boys, aren't we? If you want the premier Japanese <laughs> interest podcast uh, presented by two asthmatics, uh, you've got it, baby. The Broad Japan <laughs> podcast, we're there for you. 
Were you were you always like the last one chosen at uh, school for like games like football? Or no, because I'm bloody but... brilliant. Uh... Well, I certainly was. And <laughs> that has scarred me for life and made me who I am today. This maniacal, evil person has been <laughs> because I was always chosen last for every sport at school. So in in many yeah, ways, it kind I'm of like shaped me into who I am. In many ways, I'm like Thor and you're like Loki. Again, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> what is it with you, Tom bloody Hiddleston? I'm today? obsessed. A man, a, a, when have I was in Japan, <laughs> no. I bet you've met him or something. No, I don't. You? No, I don't think I have actually. No, um, but he. Uh, but whenever <laughs> I have gone to I Japan, have. that has been one of my lookalikes. Uh, obviously, I don't believe it or uh, really understand it, but yeah, that has been um, one what? of my lookalikes. So there we go. It's the right, receding hairline. I get people calling me Daniel Radcliffe, or I've got my glasses on, but you and Tom Hiddleston <laughs> are not the same <laughs> in any way. I uh, don't understand. We both consume Centrum. Shintrum. <laughs> <laughs> Have you secretly like got a sponsorship deal without telling me? I wish podcast? so. I wish I could get some more Shintrum. <laughs> oh, let's get on with the show. How, how have you been, Chris? What's been going on? Yeah, good. I had my birthday as well. Uh, yeah. I didn't really do a great deal. You know when you have your birthday, everyone's like, oh, but you got really drunk, but you had a lot of fun. I'm like, no, I just went for a walk, buy mm. some cherry blossoms. Because the, the spring has finally emerged, winter's gone up in Tohoku. It's actually really ah. beautiful at the moment, so I've started going out. You know, for like four or five months during winter, you just sort of sit inside and rock back backwards and forwards slowly, trying to keep warm. <laughs> uh, but now the weather's turned around. It's beautiful. Went for a walk. I saw a duck. That was pretty good. And I got bullied by some annoying Japanese schoolgirls, um, as you is standard. Bullied. I love the way my voice broke then, <laughs> as is standard. It was horrible. Such was the, the painful memory of being bullied. Yeah, no, it wasn't mm. so much bullying as being annoying. I was just walking through a shop, right. and uh, you'll find this happens if you're out in the countryside. You kind of walk around a shop, and... Uh, Every now and then you get some school kids who like want to try their English. Right. And in this yeah. case, today I was walking around and I had like three schoolgirls follow me around this shop. I think it was, uh, I think it was Don Quixote, and uh, they wouldn't leave me alone. They kept whispering, and I was like, "What? What are they whispering? What are they doing?" Uh, and then they kept coming alongside me and speaking to them amongst themselves, but in English to try and provoke <laughs> me. Provoke and they did it for like five minutes, and I just lost it. It's just like. It's just, it's harmless fun, bit of harmless fun. But like they, one, at one point they went, I like apples. Do you like apples to each other? Right. Mm. And I just, <laughs> I just turned around and went, yeah, I like apples. And they got really scared and I ran away. And that was the end of that. So if That's... you ever get annoyed by schoolgirls, just turn around and answer their rhetorical question. And that's how and, they, uh, uh, and that's how Chris that's got how de- is getting deported next week uh, because he is the I like apples. creepy apple man of Tohoku. <laughs> Creepy, yeah. The Ringo That's Gringo. The Ringo Gringo. You having that? <laughs> I'm not having that. No, I'm not. Having Come on, that. the Ringo um, Gringo. While we're on the subject of apples and healthy food, uh, I saw an article this week that shocked me and excited me at the same time. Uh, it was an article with the headline Japanese study finds KFC's Pari Pari crispy chicken sound increases blood flow. Blood flow. Oh, blood flow. Hello. Blood flow in the brain. Blood <laughs> flow in the afro. The pronunciation of blood flow. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Um, yeah, apparently. So, do you know what pari pari means? It's another onomatopoeia. Can you guess what it means? Oh, I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be like peri peri chicken, like the Portuguese. I thought it was like a, Not a Portuguese variant for KFC. Not quite. Uh, pari pari means crispy. Ah. Like crunchy sound. You know, you like crunch, crunch, pari pari. Ah, there's, there's quite we a good. Uh, there's quite a good uh, video um, set on YouTube called Puni Puni, like that. I don't know what it means, but um, they do uh, quite a good vocab, little lessons. Puni Puni. Hot tip. I would, 
Did we ever do an episode on Onomatopoeia? I feel like we no. might have done Oh, maybe we did, yeah, ago. yeah, maybe. It's been so long. We've forgotten. Mm. That's what happens when you do a weekly podcast. But I remember <laughs> I did teach you on the other week, Shabu Shabu. Yes. Sort of swishing sound of putting meat in some water. Mm. Popular hot pot And, dish and also, had, I think no. we, we spoke about the Suica card, uh, and I was saying, because Suica means uh, watermelon in Japanese, and I was like, I wonder why yeah. they've not used... Because I presume it was like a slice of watermelon, but it's not. It's sui, the sound of uh, uh, you moving a card across a reader, and uh, ka, short for card, so sui ka, like a shoo card. So there we go. <laughs> sui ka, I mean, so, I mean, this pari-pari chicken, allegedly, mm. uh, they, found, they did a study and they found that the crunchy sound of eating this pari-pari chicken... Uh, allegedly increases blood flow. I can't say blood. Why well, can't you say blood flow to this? Because your blood blood isn't flowing. Uh, yeah, I imagine it would. Because it would. It's um, a tongue twister increase- though. Increases blood flow. Blood say flow. that three times quickly and see if you can do it. Blood flow. Blood flow. Blood flow and blood flow. <laughs> right, that's just me. So they've even. I don't know if you've. So this article, they've got graphs and mm. pictures of two brains. One of them is a person. Uh, who's not listening to the sound of fried chicken being eaten, and the other one is. And on the one where they are listening to the sound of fried chicken being eaten, you can quite clearly see their blood flow has increased. Not only that, but their salivation, the the amount of saliva in their mouth has also increased. I don't really know what this shows. I can't help but think it's a bit of a superficial... Uh, study that might have been done alongside KFC to promote their (laughs) peri-peri chicken. But nonetheless, I will try at some point and... uh, I, d- I can't even measure my blood flow. No. What is, it, what is the benefit of having more blood flow in your brain anyway? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it makes you uh, more intelligent. Right here. Like you, you kind of, I guess more blood flow means more uh, brain power, I guess. Because if your brain starves right. of oxygen, you can't really think quite as clearly. Well, that's why um, thinking at alt- altitude is uh, quite difficult. So I guess uh, having a think about the old KFC. I wonder what happens when you actually eat it, though. Like, because obviously the heat well, of the spices probably. would probably increase the blood flow as well. But uh, yeah, fascinating. I like the the, the picture that you've um, sent with the brain mm. goes all green when they hear the putty putty chicken. Putty putty. That must be good then. <laughs> I feel. I think. I feel like the the key word here is um, desperation. Desperate <laughs> attempt by KFC. <laughs> to try and sell their chicken and try and make it sound healthy when it's definitely not because it's battered chicken. Yeah. Um, but fair play. <laughs> and the same week this came out, McDonald's released their new Gigamac, um, which they are quite happy about pointing out that's not healthy at all. Do you know what the Gigamac is? Have you ever heard of the Gigamac? <sighs> it's, I don't know. Is it as big as a gigabyte hard drive? I don't know. Probably bigger. Yeah. No, it definitely is bigger, actually. It's so... They've got about three or four different levels of Big Mac in Japan. You've got your standard Big Mac. You've got your Grand Mac, which is just a Big Mac with uh, patties that are 1.3 times bigger than the usual patties. And then you've got Giga Mac, which is a Grand Mac, so a big Big Mac, with four patties in it. So basically just a double Big Mac. And I haven't had it, and I don't eat it. But it looks absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I, it I always increase think increase your blood flow. The bigger, the bigger the Big Mac. I always sort of think it just looks it, the drier it can get. By the time you get to the end, because I always start with my fries. By the time I get the actual Big Mac itself, it just looks a bit sorry for itself. But I am a I'm a big Big Mac uh, fan. I'm quite into that uh, new Burger King vegan burger. Um, no doubt they'll mess it up by putting it on a non-vegan bun to upset everyone. But uh, it what looks really it, interesting. What was in it again? 
It's just a, it's just a, um, a meat-free kind of one of those bloody kind of like uh, it's not mystery meats. What they call it, like a crazy, a crazy burger or something. Um, and it's for, um, it's for vegans, and it, and it bleeds, and it's got that iron taste to it. And uh, it's for, it's for uh, people who love burgers, meat burgers, but they want to, um, they want to become a vegan or uh, you know just make more responsible choices. Right. Mm. So it's what are they, all these fast food outlets desperately trying to win back customers now that we've uh, all worked out that it's no very unhealthy eating these foods <laughs> I mean the only time I in the early days my YouTube channel was basically built off of McDonald's Japan yeah uh, I remember like in 2016 I made a video I came back to Japan from the UK for the first time because uh, after finishing teaching went back to the UK for a bit for three or four months then dived back into Japan yeah and the first video I made was me eating some fries from mcdonald's that had a chocolate sauce dip and it's the saddest most pathetic video <laughs> i think i've ever made it's just me sitting alone in a hotel room in sendai because i hadn't found an apartment uh just putting some really horrible looking white and brown chocolate over my just fries and eating them and it's just awful tasted mm. horrible but the video went viral because everyone was so impressed by this groundbreaking concept of putting chocolate on your fries Oh, it's crazy! Um, like I think every YouTuber in Japan, or you know, anywhere in the in the Far East, that something new comes out, or some kind of fast food that you don't get back home, um, they're not interested in the wagyu beef. They're not interested in the shabu shabu. They're interested in having like a bit of like having a product in McDonald's you can't get in the West, and and that's why that's what why it does big numbers, isn't it, Chris? It's all the mm, YouTubers run much. to run to McDonald's to uh, experience this for the first time. Oh, strawberry on your fries! Oh, let's have a bit of this. Let's film ourselves eating that. We and you have had um, chocolate uh, on our on our fries before. Um, in the first time I met you on your um, cycle in Japan, I think we had some that night. Really? We did. I, I yeah, really I, d- I definitely had chocolate on my fry. I'm fa- fairly certain I did anyway. Um, Where was this? Where? It was uh, near, over the road from the hotel in uh, where I met you guys. Um, before the first day of the cycling, I'd come down from was Kamakura. That in McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, it was. Of course it was. Of course, course it was. was. Of course it bloody was. Yeah, it was good. No, be- <laughs> <laughs> no better way to prepare for a cycle than by yeah. eating some chocolate fries. Yeah, no, I'm oh, yeah. pretty guilty of it all, though, aren't I? I mean, I used to run, in the old days, I used to run out whenever I saw a news article of something <laughs> interesting like KFC Christmas or the uh, sushi Kit Kats. Do you remember that? Mm. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sushi Kit Kats. It's just, you know, it's, it's bread and butter, isn't it? Cheap heat, mate. Bread and butter. You gotta get those in. So you can do it's like Brad Pitt doing I don't know, World War Z, uh, to do the interesting artsy stuff he enjoys. <laughs> it's the perfect comparison. It is. World War Z versus sushi Kit Kats. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh while we're not on the subject, let's let's escape the subject of food though, uh and the Gigamac. I must I must admit I would be tempted to make a video of Natsuki eating a Gigamac though. I say mm. Natsuki because I don't think I could stomach it. And Natsuki's very much my human guinea pig when it yeah. comes to awful Japanese food, as seen with the uh, giant gyoza thing we did last year. Oh, heavy. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com 
But escaping food for a moment, I saw another article completely unrelated the other day. We talked before at length about uh, mascots in Japan and how big a deal mascots are. Do you remember any prominent mascots? Any off the top of your head? Um, there is... There's several penis ones. There's eggs. Um, that was the first one that comes to mind. Well, weirdly, the, the one... Mascot. Like, uh, Guritama is the only one that has ever really reached our shores. <laughs> Um, is it Kumamono as well, the bear? Is he a bear? Kumamono? Is Kumamon. That Kumamon. Kumamon the bear, Kumamon, yeah. yeah. He's the biggest one. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very popular. $100 million for Kumamoto, just because he's so beloved mm. by all. Um, but Nara, the city of Nara, or a town called uh, Orji in Nara, uh, has picked a flying puppy dog drone as their mascot. I came across a video... Uh, of this dog, it's it's got it's a quadricopter flying dog. I'm not making this up. <laughs> and in the promo video, it's just flying past various temples in Nara. Uh, and as it's flying, it's got legs that move as though it's walking in air. It's very cool. I thought it was CGI at first. Then it dawned on me that it was actually <laughs> a genuine quadricopter puppy robot dog thing. Uh, in the video, there's just people not even acknowledging it as it flies past them and then he crashes into their faces. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it's certainly one of the more interesting ones I've seen. You can look it up. Just type in flying puppy dog drone Japan. It'll come up. Uh, it needs to be seen to believe, to mm. be believed. But uh, it's called, they've, they've cleverly called it Yukimaru Skywalker. <laughs> Quite a nice name. Potential I, copyright infringement. Yeah, but, maybe. But a nice gesture. Yeah. Um, I, I really like it because the legs do move. So it does look like a, you know, if you um, ever suspend a, uh, a puppy above water and it thinks it's about to swim. So it starts moving its yeah. legs. It kind of looks a bit like that, moving through the air. But it's an adorable piece of work. It really is. I must admit, what that must be the greatest job in the world, sitting in a room in a local government office and someone says, right, we need a mascot. Anybody got any ideas? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's have a flying quadricopter dog. I bought a drone. With moving legs. Yeah, I bought a drone. I need to make some money out of it. <laughs> I don't know. I think that'd be the funnest job in Japan, choosing a mascot. Oh, big business in Massive business. I don't um, know. I don't know why our little um, remember we made those little monsters in Monster Street in uh, Kyoto. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know yeah. why our mascots haven't been uh, picked up by the government. <laughs> we well, could be the new well, mascots. I remember I exploded yours. You exploded mine, yeah, because mine was mainly balloon based. Uh, tell you what, fill what it with helium and then float around the town like uh, that one, like the quadricopter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, a, a helium balloon covered in salami. Well, that's just what the people of Kyoto are crying out for. <laughs> Imagine that. And uh, Yuki Maru Skywalker might come across it and shred it in its blades. That'd be brilliant, actually. That'd be enjoyable. Yeah. Now, the other week, we did uh, a, we did a podcast dedicated to Japanglish or English, mm. and people have been sending them in. Ironically, after that episode broadcast, I got more people sending them into the fax machine than we did before the episode when we asked people to send them in. So we've kind of got like a surplus of wonderful English. Uh, we've, so we thought I'd feature a few of them in this episode. What's the first one? We've got Pete, uh, and it's from James. The first one is from James. Um, hi, Chris and Pete. Me and my wife saw this madness in the Nishiki market on uh, Kyoto in our on our honeymoon uh, in a little outlet that sold everything made out of sesame. They gave us a free sample of what we think was sesame tea, and we had to go to our happy places in order to consume a thimble-sized shot of the awful stuff uh, to not offend the poor vendors. Sounds quite uh, nice, really. Um, to be fair, the deep-fried yeah. sesame donut balls they sold were incredible. I hope to uh, meet the sesame meister one day. So the um, basically, the advert for this iced sesame topping is uh, black sesame soft with limited. 
Sesame of an ice sesame. Topping is sesame of sesame meister, making <laughs> by handmade with us. Gold freshly, I pounded sesame with a fragrant mallet. It's being sold in the store. <laughs> I, I, I'm so excited by the concept of a fragrant mallet. My fragrant Fra- mallet. It's a fragrant mallet. I don't Technically, know. all mallets would be fragrant if they're pounding something. Yeah, I guess scent. so. Yeah, it, 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 I guess it, ab- it absorbs the, the <laughs> smell sentence. of whatever it's hitting. Not a sentence I ever thought I'd ever say out loud. No, not um, really. <laughs> I love the way in the first line they use the word sesame about four or five times. <laughs> sesame of an iced sesame topping is sesame of sesame meister. Yeah. Making by hand made with us. Gold freshly, I pounded. I, I'm not really sure. Annoyingly, there's no Japanese that came with it, so yeah. we're going to just sure have to make our for, assumptions. Yeah. yeah, I'm guessing... They probably used gold flakes. It's quite popular in Japan to have flakes of gold okay. on your food. Edible gold. I don't know if it's actually <laughs> gold, but it looks gold. It's edible. Um, there you go, though. If you're in Kyoto and you see some black sesame, give it a shot. And mm. who knows? You might come face to face with the sesame meister. <laughs> Play your cards right. Uh, we've got another one here from Joanne from Vancouver. She says, hello and happy belated uh, birthday, Chris and Pete. Yeah, thanks, Joanne. Yeah. I look forward to my Wednesday commute every week because it's podcast release day. I always make a mental note to respond to the fax machine but never got around to it. But I had to make the extra effort for this week's call for funny, strange Japanese signage uh, as I've collected a few examples over the years. Lastly, I attached some photos of Mount Fuji for your viewing pleasure. My most recent trip to Japan last year, I was fortunate enough to see a very clear view of Mount Fuji for three days while I was in the area. Joanne from Vancouver. It's every now, every now, like whenever somebody sends me a photo of Mount Fuji now, I just feel bitter and angry <laughs> because of my trip to September in September where I went to Mount Fuji for a week to try and film it for a video, the first ever video I dedicated to mm. capturing the beauty of Mount Fuji. And not once in that week did it rear its head for me and give me what I wanted. So I'm still pretty bitter. And now, because of that video, every week I receive photos from people across Gmail, Instagram, Facebook of them looking at Mount Fuji and making me jealous and envious. So lucky you. Are you, uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> you going to be upset if I see Mount Fuji when I go and see it in June? Try and climb the bugger. I will beat you. If, if you <laughs> send me any photos of Mount Fuji, I will beat you uh, with a stick of coolish. Fragrant stick. Made up. Fragrant stick of coolish or a fragrant mallet to the face. <laughs> That's a horrible image. Anyway, <laughs> Joanne has sent in two examples. One of them, she's at some sort of petting zoo hmm. uh, in front of some cows. And it's just a picture of a sheep in front of the cows. And it says, animals are sensitive. Think life. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about it is next to the um, sign, I've got a picture of someone feeding um, uh, a sheep and uh, a rabbit. A rabbit. Have some crisps. Have some crisps, guys. <laughs> they look I into it. I'm, I don't know what... I'm guessing the point is don't give crisps to sheep. Don't no, give yeah. chips to sheep. Good, good yeah. uh, sage advice there. Sage advice. Animals are sensitive. Think life. <laughs> um, and the other one is uh, a classic. One of the most common places where things go horribly wrong with Japanese English uh, are the sushi restaurants where you get a big touchscreen, you sit down, you order your fish uh, on a touchscreen that's brought to you on a bullet train, little tiny train uh, on a conveyor belt. And this one here is some, I think it's aburi salmon. So it's kind of salmon that's been seared on the top uh, with a little flame. And some some reason they cocked up the translation and just put burning condition salmon 
burning uh, condition, Salmon. Well, I mean, uh, I can see what they've gone for there. The It is in a burnt condition, <laughs> but it's not a very so nice is, way of describing it. It sounds like a horrible medical condition <laughs> uh, that comes about by the consumption of salmon. Burning condition <laughs> salmon. Pretty notorious. But, uh, yeah, if you look at if you want to go... If you're travelling in Japan, you want to find yourself some weird, wacky English... Sushi's always a good one. Daiso, mm. the 100 yen shop, or uh, Don Quixote. Those are my big three, I'd say. Particularly sushi restaurants, though, um, because they don't put a lot of effort into their... For some reason, they just don't bother. Mm. Don't know why. It's an afterthought, <laughs> isn't it? Translating into English. Even though, big popular one with the tourists. But there you go. Yeah, I, I remember being in a restaurant that was like um, one of my favourite little silly places that was in Shibuya but isn't there anymore, I think it was somewhere else. It was like, a, I think it was called Emergency Room or Emergency ER um, and it's basically a prison hospital themed restaurant and uh, a lot of that oh, stuff God. is really funny because it's kind of like, um, I think Freddy's Claw was like a load of um, a load of like chicken wings that are like breaded so that it looks like his glove coming out of something. Uh, and, he, <laughs> and, he, uh, and I think the, t- the subtitle was, uh, Freddy went through hell to bring you, uh, bring you great chicken. <laughs> it's so bizarre. So very bizarre. <laughs> Freddy went through hell. Is and, that the, uh, the lockup you're talking about? No, it's, I think it was called emergency, emergency ER or something. It was in Shibuya in the Love Hotel district. Another one that I really liked was, uh, it was. It was a, a salad. And it said, we got no... It couldn't really figure out whether it's a prison or a hospital, but it was somewhere in between the two. I settled on prison hospital after a while. Uh, at one point, they turn off all the lights. A man throws light of fuel on the floor and sets fire to it, and they play the James Bond theme. That's the show. <laughs> That's dinner on the show, Chris. Um, but one of, the, one of the meals was a salad, and it said, we got no use for prisoners who don't look after their health. <laughs> Brilliant. So weird. I... There's a few places like that, the old theme restaurants that are quite big business, in, mm. in uh, especially in Tokyo. There's the, um, do you ever go to the Ninja restaurant, the Ninja place? Oh, I must admit, no, in. I didn't know. And there's a, an inconspicuous little wooden door and you go in and they shut the door behind you. And it's <laughs> you and your friend and like another awkward couple standing there. And this ninja just jumps down from the ceiling. He's like, hello. And you're like, oh, all right. And he sort of takes you through this little obstacle course. And then you sit down, have a fairly average meal. Call me <laughs> Mr. Miserable and pessimistic, but it did feel a little bit expensive for what it was. Great for kids, yeah. rather than that. Yeah. I must say, the only one I really do recommend is Robot Restaurant. As much as it pains me, it's the best-themed one I've still come across to this day. Um, I got a message, I got an email the other day from someone who went to Robot Restaurant, and when you go in, it's in Shinjuku, you go into like a basement, yeah. and... It's just this big room full of mirrors, and it looks pretty rubbish because you sort of just sit in there. It's just loads of mirrors and expensive drinks, and everyone just sitting around on sofas. And there's like pictures of robots and little toy models. Uh, but this person thought that was the actual robot restaurant, right? Uh, when in fact it's the kind of like meeting room or the waiting room before the whole show starts, yeah. when you sort of sit there and drink and spend all your money on overpriced drinks. Uh, and then they actually went in and they were in awe of Robot Restaurant when it actually did get <laughs> going. So I do recommend it, you know. The fact that Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift have made a video there, music Ooh. video, means it must be good. So <laughs> What's next? Mas- Natsuki the movie. Two. Yeah. That's making a, a music video with Natsuki in there. I'd love to take Natsuki in there and get his reactions, to be honest. Yeah. Has he never been? He's never been. Oh. I don't... Don't think he could ever justify the bill. It's like five thousand yen to go in there. Jiminy cricket. Take him in and film it. 
that's all for now though guys keep your questions stories coming in to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com we'll be back next week with a special reading out your questions from the fax machine because we have a pile of questions and stories and things that built up but for now that's all no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world enjoy the rest of your week and we'll be back same time next week but for now have a good one bye bye Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com